Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. What do you do when your partner resents you for having kids? We'll get into that in a bit, but first, I, female 29, overheard my boyfriend, male 29, say he sometimes wished he could sleep around with 19-year-olds. I, female 29, have been dating my boyfriend, male 29, for two years. We live together and have a dog. The other day I was cleaning our guest room when my boyfriend and his friend came into his office, which is right by the guest room, talking. I guess they didn't realize I was in the room next door. My boyfriend's friend had been going through a rough breakup after a long-term relationship and was talking about how he really wasn't looking forward to trying to get into dating again. They were talking about how hard it was dating at this age because a lot of the good options were taken now. His friend eventually started talking about missing hooking up and that he wished he had a friends with benefits. At a certain point, my boyfriend was like, hey, where I'm coming from, my girlfriend is hot, she has a great body, and I have nothing to complain about but that he sometimes missed freaking around. He also said that he'll see a hot younger girl and wish that I, OP, was still 19 and that he'll get on websites and look at hot younger girls. He ended it with saying sometimes he wished he could freak around still, but that always goes back to it's way better now in his relationship. He also talked about how he used to get a lot more done when he was single. The whole thing made me feel bad. The next day he was talking about how he couldn't believe his friend was getting a divorce. That it was weird because his friend had always been the one in a relationship while my boyfriend was single. He started to say that he wished they could have been single together, but stopped himself. We also talked about how there were plenty of good options at our age for his friend to date, but my boyfriend had to add that maybe he'll find a really mature girl in her early 20s. And that he read something about how men were the most sexually attractive in their early 30s. The whole thing made me feel really insecure. His dad married his mom when he was in his early 30s and she was in her early 20s. He seemed jealous of his friend when they were talking. Am I overreacting? Honestly, I feel like most people in OP's situation are going to feel some kind of insecurity or just be put off in general. I mean, I think there's a whole lot of kind of objectifying going on here regardless. And I wouldn't expect to hear that kind of behavior from a committed partner behind closed doors. I think it's normal enough for people to have urges or whatnot, but the way this guy is just talking out loud and howling around about how they'd love to be able to sleep around with 19 year olds is really just, I feel like a lot. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy tricky relationship topics, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is my 18 year old male, dad, 46 year old male, is on a tirade because I want to have Thanksgiving with my mom's, 43, family. What do I do about it? First off, I'm a male, just graduated from high school this June. My parents got divorced beginning of last year, and I've been split on a week-by-week basis switching off between them. It's been very rocky and probably the worst year of my life. My relationship with my mom is good, but she and I have a few issues, but are generally good. As for my father, he's done a lot to screw over my life recently. For more context, he's always been iffy, but I knew he was showing his true colors when college applications came around. 
I make short films, I write 24-7, and I act. All of it. My whole life I've wanted nothing more than to be in the film industry. My parents knew this and have been supportive, but when I finally got accepted into my dream film school, I was planning things out to go and found out my dad spent all my college money on a trailer. He tends to be a compulsive buyer when he's upset. The divorce sent him off to spend $110,000 on a trailer. That money could have paid for my whole college and enough for me to live on my own for months, if not longer. Most of that money was for my college. Then he did the same thing with my car money and bought a motorcycle for himself instead. In the past year and a half, he's only used both of them less than five times. He doesn't cook for us and gives us cheap, crappy microwave meals to eat, but cooks himself big protein-filled meals. He's a large bodybuilder, which doesn't help, and he's great at manipulation and scare tactics from his old job. Cut to now, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. This morning we were at my mom's and today's the day we switch over to our dad's. Mind you, I'm 18 now and my brother, 21, is older, so we don't have to go to either place. But I appreciate both my parents, even still. So this morning, we texted our dad that we wanted to have Thanksgiving with our mom and her family, because it just makes more sense. With our dad, we can choose any day this week to enjoy a dinner and our time together, since it's just us three. With our mom's family, it would take lots of planning to get everyone's schedules aligned. But my dad, upon seeing this, responded with the red angry emoji and then went on to write a paragraph about how he'd planned the whole thing. He, in fact, did not tell us a single detail about Thanksgiving and never even asked what we wanted. So we were in the dark. I explained to him any other night works fine and he responded, No, I'll cancel everything. Do what you want, which is very passive aggressive. Tonight, I overheard him on the phone with his long-distance girlfriend, who's still married to her husband, mind you, and my dad was letting loose to her. He goes off on my mother, on her family, and on my brother and I. He calls them horrible names, especially my mother. He lies about many more things and how we don't have respect. I just sit on the computer doing nothing all day. My freelance work and all my editing, animating, and writing is done on the computer. He always refers to what I do on the computer as me being lazy. He says we freaked him over and just don't care because we get it from our mom. He lies to her and says he planned the whole thing and told us, and we rejected that and said we're doing our own thing, etc. So now, the worst part. He said even though I offered another day, he wants to say, no, you guys keep your freaking crappy microwave meals I buy and you can go have a meal with mom and everyone else. I'm not going to go out of my way and do anything else for you guys when you didn't freaking plan anything. Then goes on to say he lets us live under his roof for free and buys us everything. We do all the chores and upkeep here and he only buys us groceries. Ever since the divorce, even when I was 17, he forced my mother to buy clothes, school supplies, and more. There's so much more and I've rambled already for so long, but I just really need some advice. What am I supposed to do about him and everything he said about me? I'm not exactly in the position to move out on my own, especially without a car because, well, he used my car money. I just have no clue what to do. Confront him? Keep it in until I can somehow move out? He doesn't handle confrontation well, he just gets incredibly angry and his imposing figure doesn't help. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. 
That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart, a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. I mean, personally, I think the sooner you're away from that kind of behavior, the happier you'll find you become. I don't know if you can move in with your mom for now, or if it is a situation where you just have to keep grinding until you can move out. But I don't think it's healthy to be around that kind of behavior, and I think you'll find yourself to be much happier having some space. Maybe they can tone down the passive aggression towards you a little bit once you're not so immediate in their lives. Our next story is, sensitive single friend, 33 year old female, needs to constantly be accommodated. Here's the gist. My friend Jane, 33 year old female, doesn't have the most stellar record when it comes to relationships. Her boyfriend of 5 months broke up with her 2 months ago, partly due to her volatility and partly due to whatever shortcomings he had. Fine, whatever. A week ago, there was a group dinner to celebrate our friend Lynn's, 34-year-old female, promotion, and I, 35-year-old female, brought my boyfriend. So, all in all, it was two couples plus Jane. Everyone knows my boyfriend, and he's been to gatherings with all of us before, so no big deal. To everyone except Jane. Jane was enraged that I would bring him because it made her the only single person at the table. At some quiet point during the meal, she upbraided me in the shrillest way possible saying something to the effect of, You have no idea how insensitive you can be. You can be such a jerk. Dead silence around the table. Everyone was confused. This isn't the first time she snapped at me or others. Apparently, I didn't get the memo that our friends were trying to accommodate Jane by not inviting my boyfriend. I thought the invitation was for the both of us because we've all done things as a group in the past. No one else had a problem with my boyfriend being there, except Jane. The arrangement had been made in order to avoid any meltdowns from Jane, I guess. The next day, she texts this screed about how I violated everyone's boundaries. When I asked the others, they said they had a great time and it wasn't a problem at all that my boyfriend came along. They were just afraid of Jane having a meltdown by being the only single one. 
Essentially, I was supposed to leave my partner at home so she didn't feel as single and alone. Mind you, I make plenty of time for Jane for just the two of us, and I'm certainly not a big PDA or obnoxious coupley type person. No one in the group has engaged with her since this blow-up. Our friend group has admitted that we've all been walking on eggshells around her. We're all in our mid-30s. How is it our collective problem if she's single? We're including her. Are we supposed to accommodate all of her volatile feelings? I'm generally supportive and try to prioritize the friendship, but I assume this is an irreconcilable difference due to her admitted insecurity. But maybe I need an alternate perspective. Anyone with a similar experience? I think the sad thing for Jane here is going to be they're going to learn sooner or later that them needing to be accommodated like this is going to just kind of end up getting them uninvited more than accommodated. How much do you want to bet that if she was in a relationship herself and a friend had that accommodation request, that she would never honor it? Their behavior in general doesn't really sell the friends tag to me. Our next story is, how do I, male 27, express that I'm feeling left out and upset about a Disneyland trip without ruining it for my partner, female 26? Hi everyone, I hope you're doing well. Let me start by saying that in the past, when similar situations arose, I, male 27, did not react in the best way, years ago, and I'm trying to do better. I'm reaching out because I'm feeling a bit lost and need some advice. Recently, my girlfriend, female 26, and I were planning a trip to Disneyland to celebrate her niece's birthday. As we were making arrangements, a recurring theme emerged. The trip would be simpler if I wasn't going, since it would be cheaper. She'd have more flexibility in flights and length of stay, and she could stay with her sister, giving her more time with her family. I understood and value all of this. In an effort to be considerate, I directly asked my girlfriend if she would prefer that I not go, and she responded with, I think so. While I appreciate her honesty, it stung a bit since this trip has been in the works for months, and it would have been my first time in the state of California and at Disneyland, which might be irrelevant, but it added to the overall disappointment. At the time, I chose to focus on what was most important, ensuring that she could spend quality time with her family. I did this by helping her with the flight and hotel bookings, reaching out and handling communications with airlines, buying things for her trip, Things I would do any given day or for any given trip, but emphasize how I put aside my own desires for the sake of her happiness. Now that she's there, I can't help but feel a mix of emotions. Upset, left out, and maybe even a little angry? It's tough seeing the updates and pictures knowing I could have been a part of those memories. I'm not sure how to handle these feelings or if I should address them with my girlfriend. Has anyone else been in a similar situation, and if so... How did you navigate it? I'd really appreciate any advice or insights you might have. Thank you in advance. I think the issue here is just because something would be easier doesn't mean that that's the way to go. Adulting and vacations are never just a breeze to do usually. Honestly, I'm a bit saddened to see, well, it would be easier for me. Therefore, it would be nice if you don't go. I mean, if anything, you would hope that your partner would want you there, would fight to have you there even though it is harder. I'm not saying they're a bad person necessarily for not fighting for or taking OP along, but I just know if I were in that situation, I'd be feeling kind of sad because I want to feel like I'm so desired to be there that it's not even a question. Our next story is, I ran a marathon and my family doesn't give a freak. Context so I don't sound like a brat, maybe I already do. My younger brother ran the Boston Marathon. 
and my entire family not only went, most of them, including me, volunteered, then stayed when he finished and took him out to dinner. I ran the Marine Corps Marathon as my fourth marathon. I was majorly injured eight years ago after my third marathon. I turned to food and alcohol to de-stress from there. The last year, I've been really working on myself. I hired a nutritionist, lost 48 pounds, got a therapist and stopped drinking altogether. I got back into running. I told my family how much this meant to me and how I was really trying. I told them about my long runs and how it felt good to be able to put in a lot of miles and how I started to feel like myself again. The week of the marathon and after, I got radio silence. My mom called me two days to ask how many trick-or-treaters I got. My brother called me a couple of days after that to talk about himself and mentioned how he should start running to lose weight like me. I didn't want to mention it because I don't want to be fishing for compliments, but I'm still hurt by this. What should I do? Should I just accept the fact that they really don't care and want to talk about surface level issues? Although it hurts and it's disappointing to see other people not give you attention and merits for being able to turn things around and complete something that not many people can do, I think it's also equally important to try to recognize who you're doing this for. I feel like there's a lot of times in life where you end up doing something and you want to feel some kind of validation from somebody else. And the most important thing is actually focusing on you did it for yourself and being happy yourself about it. I'm not saying OP's attention seeking or validation seeking. I get it. You want your family to be interested in you and your accomplishments. It's just if they're not or they don't show it, you being proud of yourself sometimes just needs to be enough. I don't think it would hurt too much though to maybe mention it just see how they feel on the subject in general. This next story is my 27-year-old female friend, 27-year-old female of 15 years, didn't invite me to her wedding, but invited my parents. Is this the end of our friendship? So the situation is pretty much what the title says. I've been friends with Brandy for 15 years. Once we became friends, our families eventually merged and became super close as well. This group of friends has now grown to include several other families, totaling about 20 to 25 people. At this point, all of the people our age call each other cousins. After graduating high school, I moved across the country, but Brandy and I would stay in frequent contact through texts and actually writing each other physical letters. After graduation, I moved back to the same state, but we still lived a couple hours apart. Still, we would try to get together at least twice a year. On top of that, our family celebrate Christmas, Father's Day, the 4th of July, and two local holidays together. So we also see each other for all of those events that we both can attend. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. However, now she lives in the same town as my parents. I don't. So she regularly attends their monthly card games they host. I go when I can, but it's not often as it's a bit of a drive for me. We both got engaged this year. I was so certain that I was invited to the wedding that I was planning my own wedding date around hers. Well, my parents got their save the date in the mail last week and I didn't. My mom tried to tactfully ask her mom, Stacy, if my invite got lost in the mail. 
Stacy said that Brandy was only inviting close friends she saw regularly. At first, I thought maybe her parents are paying for the wedding and are prioritizing their friends. Sucks, but whatever. However, all of the other kids, relative term, in this group are all invited, including her sister's ex-boyfriend and his new girlfriend of six months. Oh, and the ex's older sister who's lived across the country for the last seven years, who I've never actually seen Brandy talk to. I am just gutted. I have no idea why this is happening. I don't even want to say anything to Brandy about it because there isn't even a desirable outcome. If she apologized and invited me, I don't even think I'd go because I'm so personally offended. We are without a doubt going to see each other for the rest of our lives. What do I do when everyone's talking about her wedding, how much fun it was, and asks why I wasn't there? I don't really want to beg her for friendship. I'm just really sad. I mean, personally, if they're going to be like that and they're not going to invite you, clearly they don't really see you as much of friends anymore. If anybody asks you about it or says how awesome it was, you just reply, you never received an invite. Apparently, she feels you're not close enough friends anymore. It's not passive aggressive, it's just what it was, what you were told. I don't know if it's petty of me, but personally, if I was treated the way OP was treated, I'd be feeling personally unmotivated to try to rekindle anything. On the flip side, I think it's more than fair to just ask, Hey, I saw I'm not invited, I'm not here to be hostile. I'm just wondering if there's something more to this other than we just haven't seen each other enough recently for you to feel comfortable? Something along those lines. This next story is, My fiancé's best friend copies everything we do. My, female 22, fiancé's, male 25, best friend, male 26, copies everything we do. Overall, I'm feeling a bit frustrated, confused, and like I have no one to talk to about this. My fiancé has a lifelong best friend. They work at the same office, they have extremely similar college majors, and best friend's apartment is in the same building as our apartment. Before I met my fiancé, he and best friend were roommates in the first unit. Then my fiancé and I moved into a different unit to begin our lives together. I'm currently struggling that his best friend seems to copy everything we do. We moved in together, he tried to move his girlfriend of one month in with him, we got a realtor to look at houses, next day he had a realtor and was touring homes. We arranged a meeting with a mobile homes dealer, he booked an appointment for the same day 30 minutes before, which resulted in our appointment being rescheduled. We thought about getting a duplex, he toured a duplex that week. We offered on a beautiful house, he offered on a house a few weeks later. My fiance and I enjoy hiking. Best friend is trying to get his girlfriend into hiking now. When my fiancé proposed and we celebrated, he bought his girlfriend an engagement ring. We took a break from house hunting and paid a massive chunk of my fiancé's student debt off. As soon as he told his best friend, he paid off even more of his student debt than we did. Finally, last night we decorated for Christmas. My fiancé was super proud of our festive home and sent him some pictures. This afternoon, his girlfriend came over to help him decorate the apartment today. In the past, he only ever put a mini Christmas tree in his room, so it seems out of character. In the end, I know I can't control what this person does. I can't help but be a little concerned and a bit discouraged by the constant copying. The best friend makes jokes that when we have a kid, he'll have a kid with his girlfriend so they can be best friends. Perhaps it's just a joke, but the track record suggests otherwise. And I really don't want our decision to have a child to impact someone else's life like that. Overall, I don't want the life we lead to influence the paths his best friend takes. 
I want the best for all of us and would appreciate some perspective, even if it's just that I shouldn't care or think of it. Has OP talked to their partner about this? Do they know and are aware of this weird copycat behavior? I mean, ultimately, I guess the question is, is it really hurting anybody? Like, yes, their copycat behavior might lead to them making more permanent decisions for them and another person, but I mean, that's kind of just contained as their problem. I mean, maybe he's just the kind of person that doesn't have a strong grip on where they should take life, and they're kind of using OP and their boyfriend as the blueprint. Honestly, I even feel like this behavior might be indicative of maybe their childhood experience or what they experienced growing up. I think as long as it doesn't really cross any lines and nobody's harming anybody, there's nothing really bad going on here. Our next story is, can't seem to figure out girlfriend. The more I try, the worse it seems to get. So, in general, I think of myself as a helpful, non-lazy person. Whenever my friends call, I come, whether it be helping move, fixing a broken down car, cleaning, whatever. I'm there to help, no questions. I've been dating this girl and she's pretty independent, probably more than I've ever experienced. We get along pretty well most of the time, except when it comes to her place. She is very, very particular with her stuff and somewhat messy, partly because she would be so busy with going back to school or her kid or whatever. So at first, because of my nature, I would spend all day over there and see that dishes are stacked a mile high in the sink, so I'd clean them all. This would anger her, so I stopped doing dishes. This kind of thing just keeps happening though. For instance, her toilet the other day was completely disgusting. So basically without thinking, I just grabbed the brush and scrubbed it, which took all of 20 seconds. Next thing I know, she is absolutely ticked that I cleaned her toilet. I've never met anyone that absolutely hates help with things and I'm trying to figure out how to make it all make sense. I really like her otherwise, but she accuses me of trying to run her life and make all her decisions over this. What the heck do I do? I just think it's something that has to be worked on a bit. When she's feeling like this, I would try to talk to her and ask her, what is it she's feeling and why is it so negative when all you're trying to do is just help and be kind? Hopefully, if you can have enough honest discussion about this and you just explain, you're just here to help them, you just want the best for them, you're just here to support them. This isn't about putting them down or making them feel bad about being messy or anything. Like, we're in this together, that's what's going on here. Hopefully it's something that can just be kind of come around on. If ultimately at the end they still shut it down, their place is disgusting, they don't want help with it, then you begin to maybe have a greater question on, is this the right fit? Our next story is, my 25-year-old female, boyfriend, 26-year-old male, always walks ahead of me. Every time we're out, my boyfriend always walks really far ahead of me, like at least 15 feet. Every time I tell him it bothers me and that we can stick together, he tells me I'm slow. For example, if we have a reservation at a restaurant, he'll walk ahead of me even entering it without me. Another thing that I don't really know how to explain is I feel like he doesn't care about my presence. For example, today we went to visit some homes because we're looking to buy, and he would just kind of walk in the house super ahead of me, always entering a room before me, never really caring if I'm there with him. Am I overreacting? How can I communicate this better to him? I can't lie that if I were in OP's shoes, I would be feeling particularly annoyed. I've always been the kind of person that if I'm going anywhere with anyone, I'm either walking alongside them if there's space, or I'm the one that's behind them. 
going at their speed. And honestly, with what OP's describing, I would be left wanting more affection. If you're going places together, there's no like hand-holding or affectionate gestures like that. Just their best sonic impression, you're too slow, while they're going off and getting into the restaurant themselves first. I get they have a pace they want to keep up at, but they're just not being considerate at all. The bottom line is, are you doing these things together, or are you just tagging along with him? I think that's how they're making it feel. This next story is, my husband, 29-year-old male, and I, 29-year-old female, are conflicted about when to have kids. Long story short, my husband of 5 years and I have fertility issues. We've been seeing a specialist and need treatments in order to have a baby. We want to have a child, but as we get closer to starting the treatment process, I'm having doubts. My husband and I both work full-time, husband makes 2.5 times my salary, and I'm also an aspiring novelist. I write daily, am in the middle of an MFA program, and am about to query my debut novel. Writing is my passion in life, and while it may never be my profession, I can't imagine life without it. Now that we're getting closer to having a child, I'm worried about balancing everything. My job, motherhood, my writing. What if we have a second child? Then it all starts over and my own goals get put off even more. Does it make sense to have a kid now and try and adjust? Or to wait until I've potentially accomplished more? I see pros and cons either way. The issue is, my husband seems unconcerned. We'll figure it out, he says, or we can do this whenever you want. It feels like he doesn't understand the consequences of these decisions and I feel alone. How can I have a better conversation with him and come to an agreement? The most important thing is if you're feeling iffy about kids, you definitely need to have that conversation before you ever move anywhere forward with that. You don't have to decide on having a second child until you get to the point where you have the first, too. I think it's just about kind of talking game plan if you go forward with this. Child care, your careers, what are going to be expected of both of you, how much time you can commit to different things, what sacrifices you'll have to make. I think that's a very fair thing to talk about. Our next story is, friends with benefits and exclusive, is it okay to be fine with it? Will it last? Been in six month talk every day and hooking up regularly situationship with this guy. We talk about everything, somehow ended up being exclusive. I didn't ask, he just told me it was comfortable this way and I did the same. But we're not a couple, not in a traditional way, just amazing sex, lots of good chats and laughs. Is it normal to be okay with this? I think we just like it this way. Sometimes we take a step forward like being with friends but still chatting and telling each other what we're doing. We've been through a heck of a situation together that could have split us, but we stayed. Is it okay to stay as we are? Will it last or at some point will one of us want more and the other may not agree? I'm a bit older than him, 10 years, but he wants no kids and I have mine so not an issue there, but it's a decade. Yes, times have changed but still I, the female, am the older one. Well, I mean, have you communicated to the person that's also in this situationship with you? I mean, every situation is different. I feel like if you have a good rapport and you give it enough time, feelings may be developed on either side. Maybe this person is truly happy with this for forever, who knows? I feel like as far as most people are concerned, at some point they usually want to settle down with somebody. I mean, if things are good and you're enjoying yourself things aren't bad who knows if it'll truly last or not as long as you understand you don't want more and it's a very real possibility that they might decide one day that they do want more or they want something more with someone else and that it'll be over i guess what's the issue this next story is husband resents me for having kids 
My female 36, husband male 42, seems to hate me for having kids. We've been together for 12 years, married for 8. We have two kids, almost 5 and 2 and a half. We never talked much about whether we wanted kids early in the relationship. It might come up occasionally, but we both would say, maybe someday. As we got older, I started wanting them. When I would ask if he wanted them, he'd say, sure, if you do. I asked him if he was against it and he said no. He just didn't really care either way, but he would if I wanted to. After a couple of years of that, I started saying, okay, let's do it, let's have a kid now. He seemed nervous and would talk about money and logistics and how hard it would be, but I was like, yeah, I know. I started to feel like he really didn't want kids, but when I'd ask, he'd say he doesn't care either way. We both have good jobs, we own a home and are very financially stable, so you can guess how this goes. We now have two kids and he constantly makes comments about how I ruined our lives. Child-free friends going on vacation? He makes snide remarks to me about how we won't be doing anything like that for a while, thanks to me. Invited to a party but have no sitter? Snide remark. Oh, but then he'll go to a party and leave me with the kids anyway. I've asked him why he didn't tell me he didn't want kids before. He did have chances. I flat out asked him and told him to let me know if he doesn't because it's not something I can compromise. He always said he didn't mind either way. I am so sick of his attitude. It's not like I assaulted him. You'd think I did the way he acts. I've asked him if he wants a divorce. He says he kind of does but feels bad for the kids. I tell him he's doing no favors to anyone by staying if he's miserable. He treats the kids pretty well. He works a lot so I do most of the childcare but he does play with them. He isn't abusive to me or them and they genuinely love each other. Any advice? I love him and we do still have good times together but I'm sick of the resentment and remarks. It makes me so angry when he says this stuff and I've told him so. He'll say something stupid like that I don't care about anything but getting my own way and that I should be happy I got what I wanted. Like no, I wanted a family, not a husband that hates me and avoids being home as much as possible. Is divorce inevitable? This guy clearly had a long time issue of not expressing what they wanted. To me, I feel like a divorce may be inevitable because you guys are just so far apart on your values and they can't get over that they allowed this situation to get to where it is. Everything is OP's fault even though they were a willing participant. I would say marriage counseling would be a very important thing to try. Otherwise, keeping a mind on trying to separate and separating amicably for the kids sake. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely tricky relationship topic, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.